It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Keeping an objective eye on the NFC East. Well, and also making fun of the Cowboys. Well, thank you very much. It's The Beast, a Radio.com podcast about the enemies of the East. Okay, welcome back into The Beast. I'm Vince Quinn. Joined by John Bartard. Vince, uh, a lot of a lot of people might have said, "Boy, that Vince Quinn, what a quirky guy!" Saying that eight and eight might win the division here, and and here we are, a week away from basically a a possible three way tie for the division leads. We've got the Cowboys and the Saints on Thursday. We've got Colt McCoy. <laughs> That's it. I guess you got. That's all you can really say. That's all we really need to talk about. We'll get into that. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of things to get into, and uh, it's a good week to do it because there's a a tiny bit of optimism, I would say, amongst the fan base. Don't you? A tiny bit. There is, and you know what kills me is because last week you just see all the stuff that this team has been going through, the way they've played. The Saints game was so deflating, and it was just like you know what? Screw this team. Like I was so I've just been so frustrated because this whole year has been nothing but having massive expectations and yep. being let down. Mm-hmm. Week after week after week after week, you just keep saying, oh, well, here they go. They're going to snap out of it. They're going to yeah. figure it out. There's going to be this moment. And like it's just never happened. And, and even for this Giants game, and, and we can debate this a little bit, like whether it was the Eagles won this game or Shermer lost this game, it's, it's just, it, it kills me. So as much as it's killed me this year, you do get that win, and now you do look at the division and you're like, well, I mean, I mean you never maybe. know. Yeah. So like, I'm talking myself right back into this team again. And I know I'm going to get my heart broken. I just feel it. But like, I, I got to go along for the ride. I got to try to pick and find these scenarios where it's going to work because you just want to believe they're still in there. You just want to believe that last year's team has something to do with this year, and there's still time for them to do it. I think there is, too. I mean, and it's just trying to build on this. And uh, like we've been saying all week here, this isn't – I don't think the, the Giants' win is going to be the building block, but it could be. It just depends on you know what they're doing. And, and it's not like uh, – I, I know we'll talk about the, the, the Skins and the Cowboys game – I I don't really necessarily think that that it's it's a, another easy pushover either. I mean, it's probably going to be sloppy and ugly looking, and God knows what else. But uh, it doesn't matter. Just keep winning ugly. Keep winning ugly. Figure it out and get healthy. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's exactly what it's all about for the Eagles right now. And and for them to do that, one of the things they're going to have to do is beat the Dallas Cowboys, who they're going to be playing in two weeks. So looking at Dallas, John, because we did get that look at them on Thanksgiving, I look at the Cowboys at this point, and we've talked all year about Washington and what I thought they were, you know, mm-hmm. stable, solid team, not flashy, uh, needed everything to go right for them to work. And I look at Dallas right now, and they're everything that I thought Washington was going to be in a little bit better. Yeah, and there's a, I mean, there's a bunch of reasons why, and this is, this, you know, unfortunately, we got to say uh, one of the bigger reasons is because of Amari Cooper. And, yeah, you know, if they're, I don't know, if they're if freaking Quentin Dunbar doesn't fall down, it probably doesn't look as look as sexy during uh, during that whole uh, you know uh, the game and stuff. But but I, I would even say, and this is kind of part of the the divisional matchup. I didn't think the Cowboys were doing anything that impressive for three quarters. And then Amari Cooper caught that touchdown, and then the wheels kind of came off, and especially for Colt McCoy, too. You can't turn over the ball. You can't do all that. So uh, they have been way more impressive. I don't know how that happens either. Like I still am going to say that, yeah, Amari Cooper has worked for them so far. There's no doubt about it. I'm not going to say that it's going to work out for them long term yet. Because if if it takes Amari Cooper to make Dak Prescott twenty five million dollars richer per year, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. But it's certainly helping them now, and it's in the now. I, they're not doing much different either. Uh, I'm looking for something that Scott Linehan has kind of put more wrinkles in there. Maybe he's trusted Dak's legs a little more. They've thrown a little more RPOs into the mix here, uh, but. Honestly, the offense is just moving a lot better. And when you have a guy that's playing like Cooper with Dak Prescott, that's going to help out, uh, you know, any quarterback at any given time. Really wish that was happening with Golden Tate and Carson Wentz. I know they're carving turkeys together. That seems like fun. It's a good start. But now if they could actually just throw the ball downfield and and get that moving too, that's going to be a, a, a difference maker. And who knows? Maybe for the first three games it's really clicking. It might fall. I don't think it's going to. But, um, yeah, they are consistent dish now like they've they played consistent football both sides of the ball um with uh you know with some bumps in the road along the way here but i uh i really believe that this is this is still a very beatable team um and we're all going to recognize that we kind of all live in the moment with with wins and losses with anybody and something's bad when it's when it's going good and something's uh good when it's going bad i kind of feel like that's everybody has that mentality so um, I, I look forward to a back-to-reality check with the Dallas Cowboys. But if they do beat the Saints at home, which is possible. It's the it NFL, is very possible. I don't think, it, I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, then, then, uh, then it's time to be like, okay, this is a different Dallas team. Until we really see that, though. I don't, you know, I don't think anybody's slowing down the 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 New Orleans Saints. Yeah, probably not. But that's the thing. You look at Dallas. At least they're putting up a couple of points on the board in the last three weeks, and this includes beating the Eagles in Philly. As yep. much as that sucks, twenty seven points against the Birds. You get twenty two against Atlanta and thirty one against Washington. So the offense is producing. It and, is, and like you said, stable, consistent. It's not anything spectacular. It's more of like a starter kit offense. Yep. With a running quarterback, like they do, it, it, they just do the simple things well. I think that line change was really big for them, changing the line coach. 
that was probably like low key really good well, for them. Yeah, it didn't work out from the first week they played right after that. But no, it was very sloppy. But yeah, the line's been playing better. It, yeah. it has looked a lot better. So those are probably the things that's really working for Dallas right now. And when you look at this Saints game, that's the that's the curious thing about this because the Eagles just played the Saints, got their clocks cleaned, mm-hmm. and now you're looking at it and you're like, okay, what do you take from this Dallas Saints matchup? Because let's be real, there's a possibility. That let's say Dallas puts up. That maybe they lose like thirty eight twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Does that make you feel bad? Because that like you you compare naturally. You're going to compare when it's against a common opponent, and it's not like it's so many weeks removed or there's major injuries. There, well, for the Eagles, injuries are a factor because they just didn't have anybody in the secondary, and Drew Brees, of course, mm-hmm. was going to kill them. But just to watch Dallas, really, it's all about the points, right? You're more worried about Dallas's offense and the Eagles being to keep able to keep up. So yeah. if they put up like twenty four points on the Saints, I don't feel great about that. Uh, I mean, I'm not, but it's not going to surprise me because their offense is clicking right now. You know, mm-hmm. like the and and it's just because the Eagles' offense it wasn't and clearly that was their worst game of the season. That might be the worst game of Carson Wentz's career as a, as an Eagle, and whoever was in that mess might be a part of it. Like yeah. that's going to happen from time to time. I'm I'm not going to feel bad because we know that going in. If we know that this offense now is playing consistently and they play consistently against the Saints in their own boringish kind of way, then that's that's fine. I mean, this is a team that kind of struggled against the Atlanta Falcons, and I know that wasn't in, was that in Dallas or that was in Atlanta. I can't remember. I think I that was in Atlanta. Believe that was in Atlanta. So even then, they still kind of sputtered a little bit there, uh, and that was against a, a team that. Obviously, the, the wheels are coming off for them, too. So um, I have I don't think just like right now, we're all questioning if Carson Wentz can win in a win in a shootout or a back to back of can he go up against the Rams or New Orleans Saints if they do end up getting there. I'm not sure the Dak Prescott in this offense can do that yet. Like they're again, it's consistent. It's been able to put points on the board. But the two think about this, the two biggest plays from that game. I mentioned the first one, Mark Cooper's first touchdown. You're going like Jesus, the dude just jumped timing or you know caught a caught whatever and and ran. The second touchdown was a great throw by Dak. I mean that was it was a good window. It was there, but then you had three or four Redskins that were just like, eh. I know he bounced right <laughs> just, into them, like he would, in slow motion. They're like, oh, he caught the ball. He'll just go down. Oh my god, he just peeled out of it and ran down the the sideline and. And there's a touchdown. You're just going, what the? What are you guys doing? Yeah. Now, would that be any different from the Eagles secondary that was just out there? Hell no, it wouldn't. There's no way it wouldn't. But these are just things that I look and go, okay, um, that that uh, the big splash, splash plays on a on a Thanksgiving day, we're all sitting drinking and eating turkey and doing all that. We're going, man, I really wish we had that there. I do too now. Like I'm, I was wrong about Amari and his and his playmaking ability. The Raiders get out of theirs. It's, it's back to it. It's the, the old Al Davis. Get everyone out of there. You're going to have better careers. But um, I'm I'm not like, oh my god, they're a juggernaut offense. Oh my god, it's this and that. They're doing a lot of good things. They're doing things right. They're getting. Uh, really consistent again with the with the running game, um, and that's ultimately what's kind of kept them in there. Now this is what's building up, though, and I don't know if you felt this at all during this week or not, but Dak is is now getting a label. Well, at least he at least he has the winning mentality, you know. Like <laughs> at least this is a guy that will go win you a game on the last play, and that's, yeah, that always gets on. into a very Tim Tebow ish type of feel, you know, like. Uh, and I'm not saying that he was, but at one point during the season, we were asking those questions about Dak Prescott. 
You know, like this is this is we we live so much week to week in this league, and that is evident of it because th- what was that five weeks ago, six weeks ago, we were looking at this Cowboys team and going. What an atrocious quarterback situation that they have. Cowboys fans were saying this, and now it's all switched around. It's all turned around. I'm not sure that that Dak Prescott's still not in there somewhere. So we've had the tale of two halves of a season so far, and Dak and this offense has looked so much better. But it had a a very low bar to get it to. I don't know. Do Do you think that that's like... I wish that X, Y, or whatever, pick any quarterback in the division, yeah. had a, had the mentality of Dak Prescott. The mentality thing, for the most part, is garbage, right? Like, there's certain things you're looking for in a quarterback. Sure, you don't want a guy that's skittish, and that's something you're just going to see on a play-by-play basis for the most part. Yeah. Like, we get so caught up in like, oh, it's this big moment. I mean, these guys are professional quarterbacks in the NFL. When you walk out onto a field... You've got 65,000 people that are screaming at you. Yes. You're getting microphones in your face every single day. Like, if these guys are freaking out because it's third and three mm-hmm. and they're at the opposing 40, like, I just don't buy that. You're either a backup quarterback because you, you know, you can't handle it. And that's why you've never been able to succeed in that environment. Exactly. Or you're going to be able to convert it just because you're a pro. I mean, that is just being a professional. So I feel like that stuff is a lot of times overstated. You know, fourth quarter comebacks and all those things like sure we want to build these narratives and all but ultimately it comes down to coaching and the scheme around you and just general talent I mean are you good at your job or not can you successfully place a ball nine times out of ten when it's a five yard seven yard Mm -hmm. out route like you should be able to and so it's just to an extent yeah so I I think a lot of that stuff is is just totally overblown garbage and and the biggest part and this is the this is to me this is the biggest biggest point Dak Prescott is Healthy as shit. Healthy as shit. Yeah. You know, and you saw uh, with the last touchdown that he scored in the third quarter there when he's bouncing around. It looks like they have him sacked and then did it. And he makes a move and he sees daylight and he heads for the end zone. Nice play. That was Carson Wentz in 2017. And he does not exist this year. That's a that, and, and that's that's a big factor in that. That's a we could do a whole show on that. Yeah. Honestly, Wentz and his mobility like there there are mountains of things to talk about yeah. with that and what it means. And, and I would love to do that at some point. But. Uh, let's look at another quarterback in the division right now, John, because Colt McCoy, here's what I'm looking at, right? For the Eagles, you've got a Monday night game against a team that has a weak interior line. They've mm-hmm. got a backup quarterback. They're coming to your house in prime time. Yep. John, this is the momentum builder. This is the slump buster. Like, we, we've talked about all these different games. We're like, maybe they break out this week. And it's more like, just because it's they haven't done it, we feel like it. But these are the right conditions. When you're looking for mm-hmm. a team to get your groove back, like, all right, your buddy breaks up with somebody. What do you do? <laughs> you tell them to just have a couple of drinks and go out to the bar and like... Let's go meet another girl. Yeah, pal, like, come on, man. Stop being such a sad sack and get out there. <laughs> well, if you're looking at the at this from the Eagles standpoint, what are your problems? You're not getting sacks. You're not getting turnovers. You're not dominating games. Well, yeah. if you've got Colt McCoy back there and you see what he did on Thanksgiving, which is... He gets a little panicky back there when he gets pressured. He's not accurate when he's throwing the ball. And if he's going to be in a situation where he's throwing against the Eagles secondary, as much as the secondary is a weak point, it is. I'll take that. Like If Colt McCoy beating the secondary is the thing that gets them the game for Washington, I mean, fine. 
You know, like, I'll take that matchup any day of the week. So all of these things line up so well that, that the matchups and the deficiencies that the Eagles have had and, and the spotlight and everything, it just feels like, I mean, my God, give it to me this week or we're never going to get it, right? Like, yeah. it, this is it. The players stepping in and changing the – like, that's such a big story this week, right? Mm-hmm. Malcolm Jenkins on the defense, the offensive line. Maybe J- Jason Kelsey's just our offensive coordinator going forward. I mean, I don't <laughs> fucking know. But, like, uh, whatever oh, it's got to be. Guys. Like, go, by the way, go listen to Around the Locker Room because me and, me and Elliot really got into that a lot, so – uh, it's a it's a ridiculous thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that happens all the time. But <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. But it, it feels like things are things were better this week. You get a come from behind win in a game where I mean, really, they shouldn't have won. Mm-hmm. So you steal one. Now you've got another division game with with all the things I've been talking about. Like this is the slump buster, John. This it is, is it. Uh, and this is on so many levels. Like this is not even a. Uh, they have to do like there is there is no doubt in my mind that they are going to win this football game and i know that it's going to probably get me in trouble once we actually get to monday night but this is for all the reasons you said and the same reasons why you play the giants and win the way you did with petrima being dumb it's the same reason why i'm not going to make excuses i'm like well dallas only did this and xyz just in terms of where they are versus the nfc you can do that but you play who you play the dallas cowboys have taken care of so far when it's important taking care of the people that have been in front of them the eagles have not Washington obviously hasn't, and the Giants are praying that there's a quarterback maybe in this in this draft class here. Um, this is all just a an opportunity again to to really go back to it. I liked Jason Peters' comments on saying this is we are one and zero right now. Have that mentality. It doesn't matter what happened. You have this opportunity now to go and grab some momentum back from the season because you have not won two games in a row. That's weird. You know this is. This is the time where you're going up against an incredibly banged up Washington team, uh, uh, more so than uh, in 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 major spots, more so than the Eagles. And you still have your number one QB, I bet, you know, 80, 90 percent in health there. So there's no reason why they shouldn't win this football game. And. Then we got to ask some serious questions if if they don't go and, and well, win this football. That's game. the real gut check. The same here. thing we basically said last week too. If they lost to the Giants, yeah. yeah. If they lost to the Giants in this week, because these are the gimme games that you have left. You have to beat Washington when you get a team that is this deflated the mm-hmm. way that they are. I mean, man, if you can't beat these guys, and I think Ike said it the other day on his show, and he's right. If you can't beat Colt McCoy, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Beat him twice. Home, on the road, it doesn't matter. You should be able to beat this team. You've got enough talent. I don't need to hear about injuries. I don't need to hear about any of that stuff. Like You're either a talented team, you're either a well-coached team, or you're not. And Washington, they're not all that talented, Mm -mm. and they're not all that well-coached either. Uh -uh. So go do this thing. Like That's the thing. It just... It just keeps coming back that right. this is that slump buster, and like if they if they lose this one, I'm I'm going to explode. And I will say this too, if because and I'll, I'll look ahead because we can. We're not we don't play for the Eagles. Uh, once they yeah I'll say it once they beat the Redskins, people automatically are going to shift to well I mean it's Dallas and it's at home, and they just got beat by the Saints, so they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna allow this to happen. But if you look at this. Ever since Jason Garrett's been coaching, basically, the Eagles lose to them at home. The Cowboys lose to them at home. 
that's been the that's been the ebb and flow of this series, and I don't know if that's just in my head, but most of the time, that's how I remember it. You know, even in the game that didn't really count, the Cowboys still won at the end of the year last year, and the the Eagles absolutely destroyed them in their own house. So, I I, I am not that way. I feel even more confident that they could go and beat the Cowboys at that time because, again, for all the same reasons, the divisional weirdness of this and it's just been a pattern for since chip kelly has in there since you know doug peters has been there home and away have been they flip-flop all the time like it doesn't matter it's really weird yeah like i have that vision of remember maybe like three years ago something like that there was a point where jordan matthews in overtime had that big touchdown yeah. in Dallas? He went like fifty yards yeah, for a touchdown. Yeah. Like that's what I think of. Right. You know, it's it, that's and just it's always in Dallas's house. Yeah, you're always. going like, oh yeah, that happened. And um, Brandon Boykin. Oh I, yeah, that, I was just that thinking was of Brandon there. Boykin. <laughs> that play was it's amazing. In it's like in their house. I remember where I was when I saw that Brandon Boykin play. Yeah. You know, like that was such a big one. Screw you, Kyle Orton. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, like I, I so like ah, man, if they just beat this thing and they can, then you get that confidence and you come get, on back, everybody. Yeah, their first back. <laughs> Back-to-back wins on the season. You get the chance for three straight. And then at that point, are you playing the Rams at that point? Let me double-check that. Like, who cares if you lose to the Rams at that point? Because because everyone expects you to. But if yeah. you can get three straight wins here, I mean, you're in such good shape. Yeah, you are. You're going to be at, what, seven and six. Mm-hmm. You play Houston and Washington. So, what, like, you win. You know, win at least one of those. And then you hit that eight and eight mark. That's, that's what, right. That's what we're talking about. Get me to eight and eight. So, um, it's going to be fascinating to see where all this shit goes in like the next week and a half, two weeks. But here's the other thing too. We got to, as much as the Giants are irrelevant now, they're officially dead and over and we don't have to talk about them in the playoff race with any significance, which is good because I just, it was so silly to begin with. Um, Here's the best thing about what happened last week. It's that the Giants are exactly as bad as we thought they'd be Uh on every single level, right? The team, the coaching, the executive management, it is all so atrocious and bad that this thing is going to stink for, I mean, what's the average shelf life of even a bad GM? Like three, four years? Something like that, yeah. So Keep it coming. Yeah. Dave Gettleman, keep him in charge the same way that this is all, and it's no longer silver lining anymore. This is just a good thing. Everything that's happening is just a good thing. Um, we'll have to see what happens in Washington because, like, oh God, oh Jesus, did you feel that? Oh, Woo! Is it? Sorry, is yeah, that sorry, your back? Oh, that was I threw out my back this morning, and I just uh, jerked a little bit, and that's I, what you heard there. I kind of heard like uh, I wasn't sure if the, it was a pop or the <laughs> chair moved or what that was. My goodness! But anyway, just, a lot of grain That's, beer, that's probably how Alex Smith is feeling right now. Yeah. Something like that. You're just going to, in an enormous amount of pain. I don't know what's happening there, but. Jesus, I mean, who did Pat Shermer is not even going to Kyle Lauletta when he's bringing up his Eli going to start? And I going, know he's like, oh, we have this other quarterback. Yeah, who is it? I've never even heard Taney of him. or something like that. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. Why like, are you passing up such and such? And like, oh, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Like it's the the Davis Webb thing all over again. Yeah. You just went through this last year. Spider Man, me, McAdoo, Pat Shermer. <laughs> like where? Uh, they're just pointing at one. I. Uh, what are they like? There is no future for they can they can sell this however they want. There is zero future in being a New York Giants. Yep, man. you have uh, this this generation's Barry Sanders. I'll say it. Fine, if you want to call him that, 
good congratulations on never making the playoffs. Yeah, he's he's very much Barry Sanders. And you know what? I I also think that with OBJ because part of the reason we have to have this conversation is yeah. because OBJ talks about the play calling after the game and, and he says was right. He was totally right. He's like I I can only do with anything with the opportunities that are given to me and they didn't give me opportunities despite the fact that when he got them, he was very good. And and you expected him to be very yeah. good. Like he he's one of the best receivers against guys off the street. Of course he's going to dominate. So they go away from him. They lose the game. And now you look at this thing like I can't imagine any scenario, period, where Odell Beckham Jr. finishes that contract as a New York Giant. No they, way. They're going to trade him in the next year or so. They probably trade him this offseason. I mean, if they talked it like, I don't know how the Rams get cap space, but I know they had interest before. Uh-huh. If the Chiefs, for some godforsaken reason, have cap space, and they see OBJ because, oh like, God. Sammy Watkins' Can foot just that? falls off. Yeah, like, they, Pat Mahomes and OBJ with freaking. Because that's the thing. Hill. Like, think about this. You, yeah, you've got Tyreek Hill, dang. Patrick Mahomes, and uh, Kareem Hunt. I would assume they're all on rookie deals still going into yeah, next year. I would so. 100. But if the Chiefs somehow just miss the Super Bowl, you're goddamn right I'd call them up. Yeah, what? You, me? What if you swap? You're like, all right, we'll give you Watkins, we'll give you a draft pick and something else, and like, you guys give us OBJ. Yeah. I mean, how do you not take that deal as yeah. New York? Because uh, he is not going to be happy there. The guy wants to compete, and they can't do it. And for all those teams, like there, there is no price that is too big for that. If you're trying to go and go in and do that, like, or I'm trying to think, yeah, if, if there's anybody else that's kind of like on the board, I, I you know, the, I mean, they already they, traded Damon Harrison. Yeah, I was trying to think of interdivision. I was like, there's no way in hell that they do that. But uh, I would trade. kill. I would kill or, to get Odell Beckham on this, this team. Give him to the Chargers, you know, like oh. I'm saying, or or something like that. They put him in the AFC where it's oh, just like man. I can, I fine. I can, at least I have a quarterback and throw. I have the better, the best quarterback out of that draft, by the way, throwing to me. Uh, love it, yeah. love that. Fuck you, Eli. Drop that little uh, take. But and um, Ben, yeah, all oh, that too. Like yeah. all, yeah, the, the, whatever the Steelers, whatever. Like just. This is there are going to be some teams that have quarterbacks that are on just about to be done and and I wouldn't be surprised either but this is <laughs> I don't I don't know what that like pack it in go find another team Giants fans yeah go it, find another team it's so don't over. pay attention don't don't do not give them one dollar until they go until they get this thing right like this is it's it's incredibly awesome for Eagles fans yeah by the way we won the Super Bowl last year so if you want to hop on the bandwagon yep. now's the time because yeah, we're bad it. after winning the Super Bowl yeah. so like this is a good buy low yeah. moment for you, you just be like actually I I joined them after the year after the Super Bowl yeah I joined them when they sucked <laughs> like yeah I'm, I'm legit That's so right. yeah come on aboard we don't care we're yeah. happy to have more you the now, now you mentioned the charges I want to get to two quick things around the league yeah um, one is Eagle centric, but the first one is, oh my God, Melvin Gordon tore both of his ACLs on the same play, and that is mm. the saddest thing I've ever heard. He's having such a phenomenal year, and it like, sucks, man. He's uh, he has done everything right since he's gone there. He's been completely unnoticed by most of the national media, by everybody, and everybody just says like, well, oh, he's not that good, and you're like. He's, he's really he's fucking good. good. And then he finally got a no line, and they're going, and then the next thing you know. Um. Yeah. Just bang two uh, two MCL sprains uh, throughout that, and then you know it's it's bad. It's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, I feel so bad for him and for the Chargers too, because this is another year where it's like, oh, the Chargers look pretty good. Oh, what do you know? Like somebody's yeah. injured. Oh, what do you know? It's like so, it's always something with the Chargers that goes off the rails, and of course. This year it's Melvin Gordon. Yeah, like, they had. But a, he should. I mean, if, according, to, I, mean, I had to double check. Rapshi did say he. Uh, there's a, g- a good chance he does come back. 
because it's just MCL, not ACL. Oh, I'd seen a tweet um, earlier Maybe this morning. Maybe they updated that from it. So I, I saw it earlier this morning, but I saw this tweet at like 4 in the morning, so I guess uh-huh. it was like late last night. Somebody had tweeted it that it was, oh, it was Pro Football Talk. It tweeted two torn ACLs. So, wow. Yeah, so okay. if, if that's the case, we can, we can get to that and clarify it um, if you want to look it up. Yeah, in the yeah. meantime... Let's uh, let's talk about the Eagles here, John, because when we talked a couple of weeks ago and we were laying the 8-8 eight eight scenario out, mm-hmm. the 8-8 eight eight doomsday scenario, the thing we really discounted was the idea that the Eagles could get in as a wildcard team. That is possible now. You look at the state of the NFC at this point and the other three teams that really have a shot at this thing of making the wildcard, you're talking about the Seahawks, you're talking about the Vikings, and you're talking about the Panthers. Now the Seahawks and Panthers are six and five. The Vikings are six four and one. Mm-hmm. So that's a little tricky. But here's the thing that is so devastating when you look at the wild card odds: it's that you lost at home to the Vikings and the Panthers. So if yeah. you get into those tiebreakers, and you shouldn't have, and, by the way, and you shouldn't have, especially <laughs> Carolina. Yes, that dropping that Carolina game might be the single biggest. Like most disappointing thing that derails their season. Even if they figure this out, having such a catastrophically bad game, whatever week that it was, like week uh, week seven against the Panthers, could ultimately do them in because they could lose tiebreakers, even with that like eight and eight record. Yes, there's going to have to be. Oh man, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm going over the NFL schedule right now too. There, there's gonna the, the great thing is is ESPN has the uh, the uh, playoff. What is it called? The yeah, playoff like the machine. Playoff, up. Yeah, good. <laughs> so, oh, that's so, up now. Uh, you know, by the time I would say by next week, because I'm gonna play with it a lot just to see what uh, what what can and cannot work. Um, but you you even mentioned Carolina in this. Carolina's slipping badly here. Oh yeah, you know? three straight right, uh, three straight yeah, losses. Yeah, so now they they come out. Uh, you know. And then just booming and busting, and then they're now they're six and five, and you're going okay, not 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 great, and that's happening a lot in the NFC. And you notice how this happened? They everybody just kind of played tag, you know. Oh, the NFC is going to be so stacked, and it's like, well, not really. Yeah, there's two really good teams, and then there's a couple of okay ones, and then it's pretty much wide open after that. AFC is much tougher right now, much tougher because I don't think anybody counted on the Colts and all, all that, <clears throat> except for this guy. Uh, <laughs> they, um, yeah, like it, it could, it could very much get into that kind of fun too. We're all waiting, uh, waiting with bated breath. Like maybe, maybe their only shot is the wild card, and they have to beat the Redskins to do it. And you're going like, oh my god, here we go. But man, oh man, uh, this is the other thing that scares me too. Is Whew. Uh, I I think it's if you if you needed any other any other kind of measurement for the Houston Texans and what that battle's going to look like in a couple of weeks against the Eagles, I know it's an AFC team, so it's not the worst thing in the world in terms of tiebreakers. You still need to go win. You know, those guys are pretty fucking good. Yeah. So, uh, go win the division. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, go as many the as many many scenarios you can go through. Yeah, it's not great, and that's so. why we go through all this stuff. You go back, you look at this Washington team, and the fact that you play them twice. You know, like you have opportunity here. You were gifted yeah. opportunity from it, being able to play them twice in the season. Because God forbid, like instead of let's say instead of playing the Giants early in the season, you're playing the Skins early in the season, and you've got an extra loss on that record, and the whole vibe is different. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? It just it, it's so lucky to be able to play them twice at the end of the year like this, and especially on Week 17, like this could be, in a sense, 44-6 to all over again. 
Like yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know that feel of of that's why uh, we've and I'm you know we're we're still in the younger part of being Eagles fans, but we we have seen a lot of crazy shit, and that's why I just kind of go listen. Let's just enjoy the ride here. You know, we know it's not great. We know, I, I, and and it's not this. I don't know if it feels the same. I'm gonna have to. I want to kind of do a retrospective at some point and go back to 2008 because that's the closest thing that we have to this. It listen, uh, this it, it has a possibility of doing that because you have. You, we know that's the question we've been asking. There's all this talent here. Why is it playing like crap? Why is it playing like crap? Well, slowly, slowly, slowly. Look what's happening. Lane Johnson has a really good game. Jason Peters doesn't look as awful. Uh, you know, it, the the middle of the line kind of was a little shaky. Okay, now you find at least uh, uh, something in the backfield with stability in Josh Adams. Now Malcolm Jenkins is starting to get a little fired up and saying like, hey, let's stop doing this. I remember all the things that we are saying right now about like, the the oh, all, all the, the players are in control of the coaching staff now and they're telling him what to do. No, no, no. I had to tell Andy Reid to do the same thing. Please give Brian Westbrook the ball. Okay, they start doing that. They, you know, and that was that's way more of a you know, like it was Brian Westbrook. This is a completely yeah. different backfield. So yeah, I Josh Adams that. Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. It's not like he can't even catch a pass out of the backfield, really. No, but you're starting to hear some of the same things. It is a little bit comparable because you're like, why isn't Andy doing this? And then Andy started going like, all right, let's simplify things. Let's go back to the stuff that we were really good at. Da da da. And then momentum started creeping in and creeping in and creeping in. And when they were ready, when there was time to go and do it, they were ready. And that's what carried them into the playoffs because they were ready before a lot of people already shot their load and were trying to sustain the things that they were already doing. It does have that feel. Again, it won't matter unless you beat the Redskins. Yeah, you got to beat Washington. So it's it's a major thing to keep the eye on, and and of course we're going to be covering it constantly. Whether it's you know one of the uh, well, you're on like 15 shows I think a week, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is exactly. that the number? I think, I think it's 15. So. Yeah, somewhere so, around there. So on the, all of those shows, and of course back here on the Beast, but. Let's get to some tape, John. Mm. Let's set it on fire. There's there's some pretty good candidates um, because, you know what, just because I like to just keep needling them, and this has been my, my call of the year, my call of the year as Jaguars uh, being just an absolute frauds. Burn the tape, man. I mean, you let, uh, once again, a... Uh, uh, I, 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 the, the the emotions get the best of you. Like whatever happened in that locker room, so volatile. You you dumb motherfuckers thought that that giving Blake Bortles more money was the best option to do, and now you have once again for the second time this season are benching him for Cody Kessler. You fired your offensive coordinator when your problem is your quarterback. Always has been. Everyone knew that. Everyone's known that since the beginning. And uh, uh, go. this is what I'm going to tell the Jaguars to do because there is no quarterback coming out of the draft. This is what we, we've said for a long time. There is no really other options other than bridge, bridge options here. If you want to go win again in the AFC South, you need to call up the Colts and overpay for Jacoby Brissett because that's the only way that you are going to get back to a playoff mentality. That's the only way you're going to keep Jalen Ramsey happy. And honestly, if any of those rumors are true and it is volatile in there, I am happy to take Jalen Ramsey off of your hands. Yes. I want Howie Roseman to give him a, give him a ring-a-ding and, and say, we, we've got a lot of picks. What is it going to take to get him out of there? Yeah, they got to do that. But, I'm but, ready for it. But quick note with Blake Bortles. 
Winner's attitude, John. Winner's attitude. Winner's attitude. Winner's mentality. He made it it to the AFC championship (laughs) game. He's a fucking winner, dude. He's a thoroughbred. Now, Dak is a much better quarterback than Blake Bortles, but you hear some of the same things, and it's very true. (laughs) Well, at least he has legs. Well, at least he can scramble. When Dak is struggling, he looks like Blake Bortles. When he's on, he looks much better than that. Yeah. But just remember that moving forward. That's the thing. There's like the evol- you know the evolution chart of man? Yeah. Where, yeah, like you go from like a fish in the ocean or whatever the hell, like, <laughs> and you, you grow up. So it's like Josh Allen is one, Bortles is two, and then Dak is three. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's the most well, and then you know you get to like Russell Wilson is the the fully evolved form of that progression. Yeah, but yeah, like it's just such a limited quarterback. <laughs> the whole thing felt so bad from the start. You're just like, really, you guys are doing this, and then they beat the Patriots week two, and you're like, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. But man, um, the longer the season's dragged on, the worse it's looked for the Jags. It really has. And and think about it this way. I mean, God, as much as the Eagles have struggled this year. At least they did get over the hump and win the Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. Jacksonville was right there. That could you never know. Like sure we beat New England and that's great, but yeah, hey, if they Jacksonville were, they were touchdown away. If they know? wins that game, I mean, you just never know how it's going to go. So like it's well, they would have lost. Are you kidding me? Doug Marone's balls shrinked up like a tiny little raisins. Yeah, I know. And that, but like I don't know. You, you just think about Who all these alternate though? universes. Right. And so, like considering that the Eagles did get it done, and as much as they struggle, I look at Jacksonville and I just have the biggest sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. You, you just enjoy it for what you got, because man, it can disappear real quick. Now, uh, time to wrap things up, John. Final thoughts. Um, jeez, someone get some Motrin in here. That's my final thought. <laughs> Never sneeze in a shower. That's my final thought. God dang. We'll get you a heating pad. I used to make fun of athletes all of the time, all of the time, about how could you sprain anything or pull anything when he sneezed. I think there was a guy that broke his ribs when he sneezed. I get it now. Don't sneeze in the shower. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. I want you to insult John for being an old man. Yeah, please do. And I want you to do it on our voice line. Yeah, 267. 245-6066, Two four five sixty sixty six because I know Vince was about to do the one eight hundred cop thing cop, or whatever. <laughs> cop two something something o zero o o. I still never learned the three digits. It's been like a month that I've been doing this yeah. dumb bit. Um, but, no, but anyway, you can never learn the phone number now because this is I can't. the best part no, of my day. I, I just I have no idea what those middle three digits are, and I'll never learn because they don't spell anything. So it's it's useless to me. Now uh, you can also tweet us, and and if you're gonna insult John for being an old man, please include me in those tweets. Yeah. I would love to see them as much as you don't want to follow me, and I get it. At It's Vince Quinn. And if you uh-huh. didn't like the show, send all complaints to at Elliot Shore Park. Yes, of course. All those complaints absolutely go to Elliot. <laughs> That's John Barcher, and you can find him at John Barcher. My closing thought, John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we do Movie Vault? Uh, this is kind of... Oh, okay. well, I'll do two I'll do two points then. All right, good. Um, one, Movie Vault. I saw her for the first time. Oh, man. Joaquin Phoenix. I could only watch that once. I could never go watch it again. Dude, that movie is crazy. It's intense. It's really good, though. It's very intense. It's very good. It's beautifully shot. See, now I sound like those AFI motherfuckers. Uh, It's a lot. It is a lot. So it's, it's, it's a bold concept, but if you go into it, honestly, I was skeptical of the whole concept because mm-hmm. the, the general idea is imagine like Siri on, on an iPhone 
and it's a super advanced version of that in the future. So God, they don't specify how far when, you know, how, whatever. It's in the future. Yeah. So this guy falls in love with his operating system, which yep. sounds silly. And and you would think watching a movie about that would be silly. I saw the trailer years ago. I'm like, this is silly. But I watched the movie, and the way they portray the whole thing is just yeah, so well done. And like, it's it was so impressive. And and believable yeah. and like all these, it was just really smart. And if if you're into like crazy wacky sci-fi stuff, like that is totally worth it. Please watch her. It was on Netflix. I have a take. Okay, it's not that crazy. Well, I and know. we're and we're on the precipice of that being a real thing. That's part of why it's so crazy. Because it's Look I feel all like the it's sex so robots, accurate. Sex robots and then Siri and then every. I'm like, oh, her was right. Yeah, we're we're ten years away from. People having and all the all the weirdos that you know are licking Cheeto dust off their fingers. That's where it starts, but then it's going to get more popular. And I guarantee you, and people that you know want to emotionally invest in somebody but not be as vulnerable, bingo. Yeah, whatever that version is, that's totally going to be a thing. Yeah, uh, it, sooner rather than later. We're going to have to talk our grandchildren out of having relationships with robots. That's what I think. I'll say, please do it. Please, do it. <laughs> you can't get it pregnant. Please do it. So. <laughs> That's oh, by then, who knows? <laughs> who knows, man? Challenge accepted. <laughs> now, um, point two, closing thought. Mm-hmm. I saw Adam Sandler's comedy special, also on Netflix. I'm so sorry. Actually, was it, it was good? amazing. Oh, wow. It was amazing. I apologize, Adam Sandler. Now, I, have, I was on gummies at the time. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just what I do. But here, here's the thing. It was it, one... It was incredibly nice to just like Adam Sandler again. Like yeah. he just comes off as so likable. He does a lot of. It's not the standard stand-up routine. Yeah, honestly, it's like a one-man show. Like he's got a guy playing piano with him. Some of his jokes are like really quick songs. The he, his um his jokes are from like five different shows, but they cut oh, it good. in and it yeah. flows well. Uh-huh. Like in terms of production and actually being funny and creative and different, like all that stuff. It was it was really good. If you like Adam Sandler and you go into it with an open mind, like it was it was really good. Man, okay, I'll have to mark that down. Uh. And, I, like, I'm a critic for stand-up. I'll be having Sour Patch Kids. Those are my kind of gummies. Yeah, there you go. everything else will probably oh, kill that's, me. that's what I was saying <laughs> all along. All right. I'm, I, I'm marking it down right now. I'll let you know how it is next week. Yeah, there we go. So we're, we're getting two reports next week. We're getting the, yeah. uh, the, the Curb app. Yeah. Right. We're getting the curb app and we're getting Adam Sandler's comedy special. All right. So let's wrap up the show, shall we? Thank you for listening to the program. Again, I'm Vince Quinn. You can always find me on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn. And you can tell me how great my takes are. Mm-hmm. You can find John Barcher as well to be like, why the hell is Vince a part of Go Birds? What are you doing, you idiot? No, they're probably like, why is John on the show? Vince's takes are much better. I don't think anyone's ever said that. Like, I I don't get any positive tweets. Everyone's just always, uh, everyone either ignores me or says, like, you're an idiot. Why did you say that? So that's just my life. I'm fine. I'll I'll be that guy. I'm the crackpot guy, and that's okay. I'm I'm okay with it because I'm, I guess I'm I'm right enough of the time, right? Yeah. I get get enough things right. So anyway, that's John. I'm Vince. We'll see you. 